What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Matchstick Studio podcast. That's matchstickstudio.co on the web and on Instagram. It's the same thing. My name is Jordan Carmen, and today we have Chris Green with us. Say What's hi. up, everybody? And Tom Knox. Howdy, y'all. And we've got quite a thing to talk about today. But before we do, first of all, I have a new rule. People didn't follow rule number one. If you if you listen to the first episode, uh, we had too many people messaging us and writing to us saying that they listened to the pod. And just so you know, you're not funny. It's a podcast. <laughs> We're all adults here. Come on, people. We do not refer to podcasts as pods. Please and thank you. It's just real disappointing <laughs> that all those people came out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, we've never heard of these people before. <laughs> I have a new rule for today, though. Uh-oh. Rule number two of the podcast. Zero politics. We don't talk politics around here. Too too polarizing, too inflammatory, and pretty unfunny. That's, I'm down with it. And for those that don't know, uh, we like to keep things loose here. Very much the, loose. This is not scripted. This is pure conversation. Most of it is our professional expertise. Hey, wait, wait, wait. We're getting off script here. That's not what mine says. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh uh, no. Uh, uh, you're right. Uh, I gave him the wrong one. I'm sorry. <laughs> i got to start over, guys. <laughs> Most of it is our professional expertise, although some of it will be our personal opinions. That's just how it goes sometimes. Love it or leave it. <laughs> Today, I want to talk about some marketing messaging, particularly around the Super Bowl Ooh. and some of the commercials. It's always a hot topic this time of year. Although I will say, did you guys watch the game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Indeed. The game, this is a personal opinion. Hang on, coming at you. The game was actually great yeah like one of the best super bowl football games in a long time i thought i think it was the 10th most watched super bowl wow which is that's kind of crazy well deserved yeah I, I felt like the two best teams were actually in it which is yeah. which is great the it was exciting you had to come from behind victory it was the patriots and chiefs right <laughs> wait the, were the patriots in it oh no, no wait no no I don't know how that works. They didn't make the cut this year. The two best teams were in it. I thought it was a good game. I enjoyed I enjoyed the game overall. Today, though, we're going to talk about some of the commercials. It's another hot topic uh, that people usually have, and I want to talk about it. Tell me what you got, Jordan. What's, what's on your mind? Which one stood out to you? Well, let me hit you with... My overall thoughts of all the commercials. Mm -hmm. As you know, we're in the marketing game. We're in the advertising game. Although we don't do traditional advertising, um, which is what all of this is. We don't we don't really do ad buying, media spots. Which this is one of the most expensive years yeah. of all time. Overall, I thought. During the game, one of my initial reactions was, holy cow, Procter & Gamble spent 
a boatload of cash <laughs> on this Super Bowl. I mean, they were in almost every other commercial. Yeah. It seemed like whether that's Tide or Olay mm-hmm. or Mr. Clean, who, who for some reason found himself in the Kraft Heinz <laughs> commercial. The Cro- plant. Commercial crossovers is becoming a thing. Oh, huge. That started last year, I yeah. feel like. That was mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Bud Light and Game of Thrones type mm-hmm. type deal. Um, and so, yeah, Proct- Procter & Gamble spent tons of money. Uh, I thought some of the ads missed the mark. They were trying to be... They were trying to tickle your emotions or... Mm-hmm or tickle tickle your social justice yeah and it it was very transparent i felt like they just kind of maybe their intentions were good although let's be real their intentions were to sell product yeah that's that's all the intention ever is the number one goal of those ads yeah but if (laughs) but if you're they some of them just missed the mark and we'll get into it uh i think my favorite commercials are the ones and this is part of part of what I hope 2020 as a decade becomes is people are are getting smarter about this type mm-hmm. of stuff. So to me, the best commercials are the ones that actually do just try to sell their product. And maybe you do it in an entertaining way. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a funny commercial uh, or it's just entertaining in a certain way, but they're actually selling their product and not trying to be something that they're not yeah so those were kind of my favorite commercials did you have any favorites chris oh yeah i definitely uh, uh i like the uh was it the hyundai sonata with like chris evans and john krasinski and that was a good one yeah the smart pock or however they yeah. say it i don't have obviously a boston accent or whatever but yeah that's a good one um, see and that's an entertaining i yeah. feel like that's an entertaining one that's trying to sell a product and mm-hmm. it worked well oh yeah it did great um, obviously I think everyone pretty much loved the Doritos and Sam Elliott and, uh, well, Nas X. Yep. That was uh, good. That commercial that was another good one. Um, other than that, I mean, there were no other, I mean, I liked a lot of them, but there were no other ones that just necessarily like stood out. I would say, um, that I wouldn't necessarily say those were pretty much my two favorites. What about you, Tom? I'm going to have to go with the Porsche uh, electric Porsche commercial. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was good. I, I, the Google commercial got my attention. I will say, I felt like it was a little long, but uh, the approach mm-hmm. was was kind of interesting. It did grab my attention. Ooh, in a good the, or bad way? Uh, I, I guess neutral. Uh, hmm. I just felt. I don't know. I just stopped what I was doing and watched. I was kind of waiting to see where the commercial went, um, and it kind of just, I guess, pulled me in. Did you cry at all? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I did. I'll be honest. <laughs> I figured so. It was an emotional commercial. It, it was. For sure. I, and maybe a little polarizing, potentially. I know a lot of people that enjoyed it for the... Because it it was well put together, mm-hmm. which most Super Bowl commercials are all well put together um, from a production standpoint. It was well put together. It was very emotional tugged at the heartstrings there's even a story behind it too yeah great story was, behind it which yeah to come out that's absolutely it was it was a grandfather of a, an employee yeah yeah which that's a great story the my only beef with it is they're kind of normalizing stealing all of your information mm-hmm. 
which I think we should still not lose track of privacy on the internet yeah. um, with all these advanced tools that we have. So that was kind of my takeaway from it. Yeah. I think my favorite commercials again were I, I like the Pringles one a little bit because I, I like Rick and Morty. It's I'm the get, same way. Yeah. I like that one. Like too. it was just, again, it was another one of those that was entertaining mm-hmm. and a little bit meta maybe. Yeah. And they were just trying to sell Pringles. Yep. So like it's, it is what it is. If you're a Rick and Morty fan, you probably went out and bought Pringles yeah, right after that. Totally. Um, uh, the, the smart pock was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly, so judge me if you want to, but I did like the Bud Light seltzer commercials, <laughs> although I will n- just me personally, I will never buy a Bud Light seltzer, <laughs> but I thought they were entertaining. I like Post Malone. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a funny commercial and I did miss, uh, evidently they had two of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what y'all watched the Super Bowl on. I watched the stream. I didn't watch it over the air or through cable or anything like that. So I guess Bud Light Seltzer had two Post Malone commercials. Uh, one was the one where he was in the convenience store. And then they had another one where he was in a bar and he ordered a Bud Light Seltzer. And it was a whole other like inside his head type exchange. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was good too. Yeah, they definitely did a good job. Um, I, I feel like a lot of those, I mean, there are some commercials in there that... Uh, they were trying to uh, probably scrape away some of the bad parts, kind of like the Verizon commercial. With Verizon the, commercial. The the firefighters. It's just yeah, everybody's up yeah. in arms about that one. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. reading some of the comments by a few people from Cal- like California that were commenting on Reddit just in regards to the to the commercial, and they're just like they they don't overlook the fact that they totally screwed the firefighters over when we're in yeah. like a national crisis. <laughs> they're yeah. so. They're not necessarily apologizing for what yeah. they did. They, they're they still going to do it again. It's like they're just trying to hide it. I mean, you know, because now if you search up Verizon Firefighter, for all you know, you know, it's going to kind of hi- probably hide the fact that oh, they, sure. you know, tried to uh, basically the firefighters data plans. They had an, a quote unquote unlimited data plan, but there was a uh, cap on the speed of the data. So once they hit a certain point, it uh, toggled or sorry, it uh, toggled basically like a data cap where it Mm -hmm. slows them down anyways. So they were trying to get this all sorted out, but Verizon would never upgrade them until they agreed to a price. And so you've got this crazy ass wildfire going down and they're trying to just and fight just, the dang thing. You're trying to fight the thing and they needed the data. They needed, you know, internet access and different things like that. You, there's potentially people that could have either lost their lives, did lose their lives or lost, you know, valuable belongings in that fire that could potentially be put on Verizon. You know, it's just, it's really sad that that's, I mean, I understand that they're, you know, maybe they're trying to change the tone about it, but it just seems like a really sketchy uh, kind of uh, an honest way of approaching it. So. Yeah, I think a lot of people felt that way about the Verizon mm-hmm. commercial. They were they were trying really hard to cover up their, I don't think they're admitting to a mistake. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get some good press. Yeah. Uh, but they'll still do the same thing. Um. I did not like the Facebook commercial, but as you'll find out, if you listen to this podcast for very long, you will find out how much I despise Facebook. Facebook is the perfect example of why there's no such thing as bad press. Mm. Because if there was, Facebook would not exist as a company anymore. 
Yeah, having him having to testify to Congress and all this kind of stuff Man. about and he came out and said and in their last in their last uh, last week, I guess their latest um, investor mm-hmm. call, their Wall Street call. Uh, so they're reporting on like fourth quarter and yearly revenues mm-hmm. and things like that. And he Zuckerberg said they're not trying to be liked; they're just going to try to be understood, hmm. which is like. Dude, it's an interesting point. So there, which basically means we're going to keep doing what we do, which is yeah. steal everything from you and, but try to make you feel good about it. We'll just explain it a little bit. You better. just got to go and like, and love those different, you know, posts that you see, and then you'll feel okay about it. All the different cat and dog videos that you see come across your newsfeed. There you go. So, uh, what did you guys think? Here's an interesting question I think a lot of people had was, did some of the ads to you, were they less impactful because a lot of these things come out ahead of time? You know, like uh, planters and Cheetos mm-hmm. and, and various different uh, companies ran ads ahead of the Super Bowl that kind of took some of the steam out of the Super Bowl commercial. I don't think I actually caught any of the like pre like a pre Super Bowl commercials like that. So I would also have been follow up question. It. Now every time you eat a peanut, do you feel like you're eating a baby? <laughs> um, I haven't thought that far yet, <laughs> but it, I mean, now that you say it, possibly the the but, little baby peanut. He was very cute. He was, but no, I, I I mean I didn't I don't really watch ads to begin with for the most part. So I try my best to. Uh, to not have to view them. So I didn't catch any of those, but I did have a few people who said that there were, that they felt that way that, uh, that it just seemed like either the ads weren't as funny or by the time that it got to them, it was just kind of like either a joke or, um, it just, it just didn't really hit the mark. It just kind of missed the mark. So, but I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like the wow factor was not there this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it was just me, but I was not wowed by any of the commercials personally. Yeah. So I, you didn't go out and buy Tide right after the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. Or I, I did actually like the uh, reoccurring Charlie Day, though. Mm. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And w- my wife and I actually ended up watching a little bit of the um, the the singer show that came on after the Super Bowl on Fox. Is that the Masked Singer? The Masked yeah. Singer, huh. yeah. We just kind of left it on and... Uh, they at the beginning they had charlie day pop in there again and they kind of oh, tied it really? together yeah i didn't see that huh. it wasn't live it was pre-recorded but uh they kind of tied it all together and i thought that was pretty man. cool Interesting. that goes back to the man procter and gamble spent so much cash they were they were everywhere gotta get those products they out were, man and they and they teamed up with budweiser mm-hmm. they teamed up with um craft heinz I guess they teamed up with Warner Brothers. There was a Wonder Woman spot that had Charlie yeah. Day in it. Uh, they were everywhere. It's insane. So let me let me ask this question here. Um, as far as um, spending goes and uh, putting your money where it needs to go, ad wise, um, what do you feel like is the most beneficial for our clients here or local clients that we work with um, when it comes to spending ad dollars? Man, that's tough. You because well, we're talking about the Super Bowl right now. I don't know if a lot of people have 
5.6 million dollars to spend if you do come and talk to us <laughs> that's just on the airtime. yeah too that's though. not even production yeah, or that anything is, else so these agencies they put out a list of the biggest agencies that made produced all of these things and when they say a 30 second spot is 5.6 million dollars that is just to air the thing mm-hmm. that's for the ad slot that does not include any of the production paying the creatives, the producers, the videographers, the editors, the talent. So yeah. some of these had celebrities. Yeah, and really big name. Bill Murray was in one, right? Then that was a pretty good one too. The Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah, that was, that was another one that was entertaining and and I thought the messaging was good. They're selling mm-hmm. their product in an entertaining yeah. way. Um Man, it's hard because some of the optics on some of these things, especially when you're talking about money and where to spend your money, I do want to get into the Michelob yeah. and the Olay mm-hmm. commercials, which we're I've trying. I've got some thought on, thoughts on the Michelob. A lot of people do. Apparently. It seems to have hit a chord. So for those that maybe don't know, uh, Michelob ran a commercial for if you buy a six-pack then they'll donate to make six square feet of farmland turn to organic farmland. Uh, But if you notice down at the bottom, and it was a one-minute ad, which means they spent $11 million just for the airtime. And at the bottom the bottom, you know, text, mm. the fine print, if you they will. They basically had a link to a site, right? And they said they would, it was up to a million dollars they would donate. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody ran the math, <laughs> right? Yeah, someone on, ran on the a, math. On what it would take for them to actually spend the million. It's pretty insane. So basically, this is just going off of if a six pack of beer at Walmart runs eight ninety eight. Okay. You would have to purchase 50 million six packs of beer from them. Easy. That's going to run us, like the people, a cool $449 million. They're going to donate two cents from each six pack. So two cents times 50 million equals 1 million. So basically, the. A large group of people have to go about spend four hundred and forty nine million dollars for them to just donate a million. Yeah. So think about that. That's a that's a lot of money. I think that's a bad look for Michelob. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and granted, obviously they're using it for like a tax break, probably from from a business perspective, right? You know, and you can't expect the big like you can't expect big business to just go and say, you know what, we're just going to go out and give people money. They have other programs that run and stuff like that. I'm sure, but. Um, well, businesses donate to, to nonprofit organizations all the time Oh yeah, and it's a good thing to do. I'm not knocking the donating a million dollars. I think the messaging of the ad in and of itself though, was kind of off the mark. Mm -hmm. You know, they were trying to get into something that's really socially hot right now. Uh, which is, you know, everybody wants to buy organic food and, you know, the 
the earth is warming up and climate change is a thing and so they're trying to get into all that i thought you said we weren't getting political oh is that political i'm just kidding oh no all right don't want to break rule number two (laughs) but it was just i think it struck a lot of people the wrong way in that to me it's they were trying to the way it came across was that they were trying to put the onus of responsibility onto the consumer Mm. versus maybe maybe you run a 30 second spot and talk about how you're trying to turn farmland into organic farmland Mm -hmm. and that you donated this amount and we'll do that every year or every couple of years or whatever to me that message goes a lot further that would make people want to go buy Michelob's like oh they're they're a company that's doing a good thing yeah they're not relying on me to have to to increase their sales by 459 million dollars or whatever so that message was just the messaging was off on that one Mm -hmm. well yeah I mean it seems to have I mean, just from how big it's gotten on Reddit, which if you don't know what Reddit is, it's just basically a forum board that a ton of people comment and people from all different backgrounds. But it just seems it just seems to have struck a chord on there because, I mean, there are tons of people in there. If anything, I feel like it's given them bad press because of the way that it's gone on Reddit. I mean, you have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people looking at it and looking at these numbers and then thinking, oh man, Michelob's just trying to get one over on us. Yeah. And I wonder if Olay was the same way Mm -hmm. because they, they, they ran a similar ad. Um, also similarly donating to a nonprofit organization based on sales. Mm -hmm. They only ran a 30 second ad. It was $5.6 million to run the ad, but they're, they're, production costs were probably much higher because they had so many celebrities in it and they were going to donate up to a half a million dollars. So to me, like the optics are kind of the same on that where it's like, and they paid what 5.5 million or 10 million or whatever it is for a 5.6 million. I think was the average. It's just bizarre though, because you also have to think those nonprofits, you know, they typically, a lot of them will say like the percentage of your donation that actually goes to what, you know, you're donating for. Obviously they have their own costs associated with keeping the nonprofit running that they have to take from your donation. But I would be interested to kind of even see that, you know, the, the nonprofits that they're donating to, are they actually spending that money wisely? Are is your, you know, 60% or or 80, 70 to 80% of the donation that you're using or, or giving or that they're giving, I guess, is that actually going to the cause that you're supporting? Yeah. Or is it just going to an organization? Cause you have, you know, nonprofits, I'm not going to name any names, but there are nonprofits out there that might only give like, you know, one to two pennies on your dollar kind of thing. Yeah. So well, that's a great point. And People should do their own research, obviously. But I think to bring it back around, all the way back around to Tom's question, you know, we've sort of been living in this age where people, companies are sort of expected to give back Mm -hmm. in, in some way, which is a good thing. But like you're saying, you want to, you got to do it in the right way. Yeah. And so your messaging has to be authentic i think and that's one thing that at matchstick studio that's 
what we harp on all the time. It's got to be authentic. If you're doing it for the wrong reasons, it's not going to work. So if you're going to spend money on advertising and you're going to try to get into these, you know, emotional connections or social connections, it has to be an authentic and sort of above board type thing because you don't want to get into a situation. I feel like with Michelob where Mm -hmm. they're, they're getting a lot of backlash and I don't know that they're going to see any, they're certainly not going to see a sales increase of $459 million. Yeah. 449. So if you give, Oh, excuse me. I was off by 10 million. Yeah. (laughs) That 10 million makes a difference. (laughs) So if you, if you're going to support nonprofits or, or a social cause, it needs to be an authentic Mm -hmm. valuable thing for people because people are too smart nowadays and they have access to all the information. So you can't just toss a million bucks if you're, especially if you're Michelob, which is, that's a Miller Coors brand. Is that right? Anheuser-Busch, I thought. Oh, is it, is it AB InBev? Excuse me. Uh, a million dollars to them is nothing. Yeah. So it's a drop in the bucket. <laughs> and who knows what that actual organization that they're donating to. So you just got to be smart about it. If you want to advertise, you just have to be authentic. That's what people want. There's people are too smart nowadays. They have way too much access to all the information. Not way too much. It's it's good to have access to all this information. So if you want to advertise, you have to be smart and and valuable to people. Oh yeah. I'll tell you one other thing. So side note, this is a personal opinion. I did not like the Pepsi commercial at all. I don't think I even saw the Pepsi commercial. I can't even think about it. <laughs> they said it, they had Missy Elliott in it and she, they were singing kind of a remix of paint it black by the Rolling Stones, mm. which is all good. The problem I have with the Pepsi commercial is that it's never going to be better than Coke. Okay. <laughs> That's what, so the uh, problem you have with the Pepsi commercial is it's Pepsi. Is that it's Pepsi? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the commercial was they had red cans. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the Coca Cola logo on there, but it said Coke. You know. Yeah. And then it said, "I want to paint it black," and the cans became black with the Pepsi logo on it. Whoa. Well, that's like, as everybody knows, if you go into a, anywhere and you order a Coke and they say, "Ooh, is Pepsi okay?" You're like, "No, it's not okay." <laughs> So that was my problem. Because you know that place also has Mr. Pibb, unfortunately. (laughs) They don't have Dr. Pepper. Sometimes. That's the only thing, uh, at least here in Fayetteville, the places that have Pepsi, they do have Dr. Pepper. So you Mm. do have a decent fallback. We have a choice. We do have a choice. We have a choice. Uh, What else? What else did y'all like? The Cranston... the Cranston um, Mountain, the Mountain Dew commercial, commercial was pretty good. Yeah, I another like that one, one that was entertaining and mm-hmm. and sold I, a product. I mean, I, personally, I lo- always love like kind of like callbacks, especially to The Shining. You know, it's such a, uh, I think it's such a big movie as far as like if you're if you're into the kind of the movie scene, I feel like most everyone's pretty much seen it. So I loved that it was a is a call, kind of a callback to that. Um, Here's one I want to bring this up. Because it honestly, I was surprised that it didn't bother me as much mm-hmm. as I thought it would. Was a Squarespace ad? Oh, so Squarespace 
which we'll talk about this in depth on another episode. Yeah. We talked about WordPress last time. <laughs> They're another one on the list. <laughs> yeah. Squarespace and any of the DIYs is, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about it. But I felt the Squarespace ad actually was appropriate for what Squarespace is, mm-hmm. which is like a glorified GeoCities. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember GeoCities. Was it, was it GeoCities. Holla GeoCities. Was it Uma Thurman that was in it? Or Winona Ryder. No, Winona Ryder. Why she, did I say Uma Thurman? I don't know. Where you, I don't know where you came up with that. Yeah. But she was like Winona in Winona, and she was making a website with pictures on it. Oh. Yeah. And I thought usually when somebody like that who we kind of compete with in a in a sense mm-hmm. runs ads cuz they're trying to get businesses to run a cheap website, which is a bad idea. But I felt like that it didn't bother me as much cuz I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, yeah, this is ex- This is her this, hobby. Yeah, so. this is perfect. This is exactly what Squarespace is for. You can mm-hmm. create a website for your photography hobby and Yeah. Have a website for to put your pictures on. Yeah. Just have everything there. Show your travels, show off stuff. So, yeah. Because she she just selected a template of some sort and something that Absolutely. looked something that looked great for photography. Yeah. So and uh, I think uh, uh, this was off the podcast, but you were saying that they, uh, you know, they, they kind of make the 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 commercials seem to be like she's actually taking the pictures or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's just kind of a well, and that goes I guess kind of goes back to people are smarter Mm -hmm. than I think a lot of big businesses or corporations or advertisers think they are. Mm -hmm. Winona Ryder didn't take any of those photos that are on that website. (laughs) So wait a second. What? That was a full on production company by the agency that Mm -hmm. Squarespace hired to do the ads and the website. And they put out a little booklet of the photographs or whatever, but they did say that she creative directed it, which basically means a professional photographer went and took all the photos and they spread them out on the table and after she they selected. passed the photographer after they passed the pr- photographer uh test you know he thought they were good or she yeah. thought they were good then they spread them out on a table for Winona and she got to pick and so that's how she creative directed that man but i mean at least she just selected great photos she did select great. Yeah. I mean, it was a cool, it was a cool advertisement. Mm-hmm. I thought, again, it didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. So yeah, uh, I thought it was good. I think we need to wrap this up. Any, any other thoughts on any of the advertising? Most of them I thought were, were okay. You know, at least they were on brand. The messaging was good. They were trying to sell sell their product which is what i really hope people take away and understand mm-hmm. from a lot of this stuff i think um there were some things that kind of maybe missed the mark but overall pretty good messaging tom do you have any other thoughts super bowl commercials nah I mean, I think I think we've covered everything. The only other thing I, I think, wanted to bring up was maybe the Maisie Williams. I didn't understand that one. It was a car commercial. Yeah, I've had a few people say that too. Because that she was in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. 
but she was singing the frozen song which she wasn't in frozen she was not in frozen she's probably really young when frozen came out so i think that kind of missed the mark a little bit because when it started people were confused why the game of thrones actress was singing frozen singing frozen was she singing let it go she was hmm and the point of the commercial, if you go back and watch it, the point of it was that she was driving an electric vehicle and everybody else was driving these smoking, hmm. gas-guzzling, you know, yeah. vehicles. And you she mean was, normal vehicles that have been going for the past And she was, yeah, she was trying years. to let all of that go and take, gotcha. us, take us back to a more frozen time. Huh. But I think it was confusing because everybody, when it first started, is like, wait, isn't that Game of Thrones that she's singing? For? How is this connected? So I think that kind of yeah. missed the mark a little I bit. I think my my closing statement would be, it's kind of crazy that as lo- basically as long as an ad doesn't like sl- basically slander another company or uh, another product, they can be as deceptive as they want with what they're marketing. Um And to me, it's like anytime I'm seeing an ad now, I'm just questioning like, okay, what is, what are they really trying to get at? What? And there's gotta be something that's, you know, down the road, whether it's a law of some sort, but there's gotta start true honesty and integrity. have got to come back to that game. Yes. You, You can't. And you, I just, I can't, I don't think we can as a, as a community, as a culture, keep up with the trying to peer through all of the deceptive, you know, shades that everything goes through. Yeah. You know, well, again, people are getting smarter. I don't think you can, I don't think you're going to going to be able to deceive. I hope that some of these commercials that missed the mark this year will start to realize that because I, I do know that companies are held to a higher standard Mm -hmm. in today's advertising world. But I think the key takeaway from this year's Super Bowl is well, okay, you yes, you are held to a higher standard, but you have to do it in in the right way, yeah, in an authentic way. Um, so the ones that fell short, unfortunately, probably a bad advertisement. Probably not going to do what they were Sucks hoping to, to lose five point five million or five point six million dollars. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody sort of agrees that Michelob commercial was the worst, and they that was a one minute ad, so they spent eleven million dollars on just the spot. Plus, they had the cost to produce it, so potentially they're looking at a twenty million dollar yeah. Super Bowl spot, and I don't think they're going to sell four hundred. What was it? Forty nine. Forty nine million million yeah. dollars worth of six packs, <laughs> but yeah. they'll figure it out. Hopefully, I mean, it's not. I don't think that will affect them much. <laughs> probably, if you're ABM Bev, they're yeah. probably fine. But anyway, thanks for listening to the Matchstick Studio podcast. I don't know if anybody else has any other closing thoughts. We're just going to wrap this thing up. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Don't say Check pod. Back. Oh, actually, we do need to touch on one thing. Uh-oh. So our goal last episode uh-huh. was 15. 15 up to this point. Yeah. People will still discover it, I'm oh, sure. Oh, 100%. I'm sure of it. We're the next big thing. <laughs> But what it, did we hit 21? We hit 21 so that's when a, I last looked. That's another so. thing that uh, the listeners did not follow instructions. They did better than we expected. Though. Yeah. I, I was only asking for a one half of a person, and they shared it with one whole person. Hey, 
the people that listen to our podcast are great. So that's the but new. But the problem is, is you guys <laughs> just made it harder on yourselves. And that that's the new goal now because now we expect more. Mm-hmm. So the new goal is for all twenty one to share with one whole person, just one whole person, not a half person this time, just, just one. Yes, please, one whole person, and then we'll just what double every time. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's how it works, right? I think it's just that easy. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually we'll be, you know, at a million and then we'll get to 2 million and then 4 million and just keep going. And four and 449 million. Yeah. Be like, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next week. Matchstickstudio.co online and on Instagram. Check us out. We'll see you down the road. Later, everybody. <laughs>